This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. So we all stopped going to home games. Everyone stopped going for three to four. I think it was nearly five years. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, joining us for the opposition view this time, John from the Seasiders podcast. Hello, how are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. It's great to have you here. We're going to talk, if it's okay with you, a little bit about Blackpool's season so far. Obviously, there will be one particular highlight that we will have to discuss at some point, Boom. and then maybe some wailing and gnashing of teeth whilst we do so. <laughs> but that's that's all part of the joy, really, isn't it? Since then, I mean, and recently, kind of results have been a bit up and down, but you had a hell of a result in the FA Cup last week. Take us, take us through what your season has been through, you know, over the last uh, over the last few months, either side of the the, the World Cup, so to speak. Whenever Blackpool get referenced, it's always like uh, the cliche that the media roll out. It's a, a kind of a roller coaster of a season, isn't it? And it kind of has. <laughs> It has been that for us this season. We started off okay. We actually won our opening fixture of the season, which we very rarely do, but it was only against Paulins. So maybe <laughs> that's a free hit there. Well done, John. <laughs> Everybody, John, this the incident. Oh, God, Peter, this job. is your soulmate, Peter. This is fantastic. This is like a, this is like a theme. I'm liking this very yeah. much indeed. Well, he was actually our manager in uh, it was. 2014. Yeah, it was. Much derided. Unbelievably, he holds, I think he holds the club record for most wins. He wouldn't like, Five. We won the first five games in a row to start the season. We like literally scabbed every game by one goal. You know, when you scab those occasional games where you get battered, yeah. but yeah. you somehow win. Yeah. Well, that happened by five games in a row, and then um, <laughs> we obviously got relegated the same season. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that popular anyway. Anyway, I won't go off on a roundabout. No, he, he. I've said before, he is to management what I am to Weight Watchers. It's it's just this. <laughs> so so you you won the first game. Yeah, Paul yeah. We won Paul the first game. Summarily dismissed. Yep. We didn't really count that as a as a win, really, but yeah, it was a win technically. Um, then we lost. We got knocked out of the AFL Cup by Barrow on penalties at home, which wasn't Ooh. great. Um, we had a few more bad results and first three games, so it wasn't looking good. But then we we had a brilliant result beating QPR, superb performance. Then we went to I think it was Burnley, another brilliant performance there. We were two 0 down after ten minutes. I thought, oh Christ, it's a bit of a local derby for us, not the derby, but it's a, it's a derby. Uh, got it back to two one. Then they went. 3-1 up, and um, we completely turned that game around in the second half. We we dominated Burnley, um, got it back to 3-3. We should have won 4-3, um, but it, as in one of the many, many games we've had this season, we had a player sent off, and that kind of uh, turned the tide in that game. We went toe-to-toe with Burnley, and we should have won. Even um, Burnley fans that I know said you deserve to uh, win the game. So things were looking quite positive after that, um, and obviously we lost to Blackburn <laughs> the following game at home. You know, um, it's it's been a lot of good results against good teams, then kind of 
losing to all the um the teams in and around the sort of lower half. We lost two, three, four in a row, and then obviously we've played you in I think it was October time, wasn't it? Um, we won won that game three one. Um, oh, Jerry Thanks, Jerry Yates, Jerry Yates scoring John. one of the best goals you're likely to see this season. If anyone remembers it, if Lionel Messi had scored that goal, it had been played ad nauseum throughout the media. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think, was... I think we we may remember it more as defensive lapses more than uh, more than the Messi esque kind of finish that was there. And especially well, about... that's, I suppose that's your perception of it, isn't it? From the FD away fans' uh, point of view. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're nothing if not small-minded and you know, kind of pedantic about these things. That's what, you that's you what played we... really well in that game, actually. You scored a cracking. That was losers free, free kick, kick wasn't losers, it? Losers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good, good away day, that was. I enjoyed that one, but the result was... Uh, do you know what I don't like about your ground is the fact that as an away fan, they make you walk past that main stand behind the goal and you just get <laughs> pelters. <laughs> well, Absolute pelters on the way out. Deservedly yes. so. Every, every team gets <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I can imagine being a Preston North End fan, you know, losing and, and maybe walking past that. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, they've actually, they've actually put netting up there now to stop oh, that. Netting? I don't do yeah, 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 that'll yeah. stop it. That'll stop it. Yeah. That'll hold them back. Yeah, netting. Well, there's, there's there's a bit of a weird backstory with that because um, where you you know you know where you came in through the the turnstiles. That's yeah. where they used to let the away fans in and out of the same um, turnstile. But what it meant was a convergence of home sports and away sports kind of meeting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But the the police. Lancashire police, they're just completely incompetent and they, they won't manage the situation. They won't keep away fans in. The sensible thing is to just keep the away fans in for 10 minutes, let yeah. all the home fans dissipate and you've got no problems. And I'm sure there weren't many problems with Watford, but so their, no, great, no, no. I, their great idea was to do what happened to you and what now happens to every single uh, away fan at Bloomfield Road, i.e. you get frog marched all the way down the east and you have to run the gauntlet uh, in front of the north stand, which is our most vociferous stand. But um, well, yeah. makes it for good fun though, doesn't it? As yeah, as no, it's good. Out. I mean, I've I, I really enjoyed myself in me kiss me quick hat, free one down, leaving about five minutes from the end. I, I loved it. It was, yeah, it was good fun. Did anyone knock the uh, the hat off with a missile? No, no, there was no missiles. No, I did... Um, did have a man attempt to steal it outside the train station a bit further down who was told pretty with you know no uncertainty to fuck off <laughs> I leave my hat alone uh, but he, not, was pro- he was probably a Watford fan to be fair you do not interfere with a man's kiss me quick hat you do don't you? touch a man's kiss me quick hat I, I tell you you know that was that was five pounds of good English hard-earned money that I spent on that. It's unwritten laws of uh, of Blackpool uh, street culture, that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, the big thing for me, because we stayed over, it's, it's a hell of a trip to go up there. My overriding memory was to walk into a, a Weatherspoons and see that half of Manchester was on holiday in there. And I've never seen so many push chairs and so forth blocking my blocking my way to the bar was that the one on the promenade it's the one closest to the theme park the where the oh, roller coaster the, is. Uh, the velvet coaster yeah the it's vel- a good one that's that. it. you, it's lovely did go, yeah did you go up on the roof on the roof terrace it's too cold mate right. i'm from the south <laughs> it's far too cold to be outside there i, I was firmly downstairs yeah. No. yeah it's a good one that one yeah. wasn't this the day that colin drank 11 pints and you vlogged it and it went viral is this the same yes. match? It is. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, same, same. Yes. Was it eleven or twelve? He, he, I might have lost count. Yeah, he done well. Yeah, he done well. That was a that was a, a, a good day out. But um, obviously for for us, um, you just said we played well. I thought we were shit. Yeah, first half, you were okay. First half, yeah, okay, you're right. but no. Nah, yeah, a Cabaselli still. I mean, it's two things that he's done in his. Watford career. One was lay down at Bournemouth, another seaside town, and two was 
not bother running and closing anyone <laughs> down at Blackpool. It must be playing by the sea. He doesn't doesn't agree with him. You you bought the lad on. Um, he played left wing. I can't remember his name now. I had it at the time, and he just kind of went. I'll, I'll go and. Cabaselli just stopped, just absolutely stopped tracking him. So the cross came in and it was like everybody that that's been the moment of the season where, I mean, last year we were in the premiership and we lost like 15 games at home out of 19. There were lots of defensive problems there, but this season's one, nothing has picked it up more than just somebody going, Oh fuck it. That would need me to run. I shan't bother. And and the goal coming out, you just go, Oh God. You know? And, and, and then of course all the, all the fans had to walk out of your ground like they were in Ikea and couldn't turn left or right at any point. Always a joy. Always a joy. So going back to the season as we, as we should yeah, do yeah. since, since then, because we came up there and of course we've been talking to other people and, and your team has uh, has had similar kind of reports and, and a lot of people said and then we beat Blackpool and we went oh no they tonked us you know we, we thought we thought you were good value for that for that particular yeah. win That's but so after sorry. that I mean, I thought we got you on a, you know, we nobody can invigorate a, a team season like a Watford back four or indeed back five. But since then, you had a couple of ups and it looked like things were going okay. But in the league, your form has dipped off quite yeah. considerably, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, we went to, after we played you, we went to Sheffield United, um, 3-3-3. Absolutely robbed there by the referee. There was like 90, played 10 robbed minutes. It, robbed in Sheffield. Who yeah, knew you? Yeah, 10 minutes, 10 <laughs> minutes of injury time, sent two of our players off. We should have won that game. Um, then we beat Preston 4-2 at home. It's obviously our local derby, and that was that was a catalyst for... Um, <laughs> but that was yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. That was, it was, a, it was a brilliant day. And then we went to Coventry the week after and beat them 2-1, putting a sublime performance at Coventry. I was thinking after we've come away from that game, it's like, right, this, we're playoff material now. Um, it wasn't just the fact that we'd won two in a row, but we played so well against uh, Coventry. And then we've not won a game since. And that was on the 29th of October. Oh, God. Um, oh, right, oh, yeah. I mean, that seems like quite a long, long time away. That 29th of October? Yep. Bloody Nine yes. games. Well, there's probably, there's, you know, if it makes you feel any better, there's probably uh, not, this is probably the best time to be playing Watford, I think. I am aware. I have, yeah. uh, I have looked at which, your which is typical list. of so typical of Watford to to go on and kickstart another team season. We do enjoy such things. But your what what's your away form been like this season in in general? You have you struggled away from Bloomfield Road or? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, we've, I wouldn't say we've been particularly bad or or good at home or away. It's been pretty. Uh, pretty much the same throughout the season. That's kind of the answer, really. I'd say mixed bag. Not, yeah, it's just been an absolute mixed bag. It's not been particularly bad. It's not been great either away from home. So a running theme throughout our season has been uh, red cards. Now we're not we're not a particularly dirty team, but we've just been getting a lot of silly challenges where a player will just hang a leg out in the wrong area of the pitch. Wrong area. Mm. Yeah, we've been having that all season. We've possibly a couple of them have been dodgy ref decisions, but seven. I think seven red cards we've had, which is. <laughs> I'm just to, yeah, I'm just having a look now. Seven red because cards. I think the next most red cards teams received has uh, three. That has really disrupted the last sort of nine to ten games that we've played um, and, and a couple of others before that. Some are happening really early in games. Some have been happening a lot of times in the first half. So um, we went to Wigan away. We lost that 2-1 when they were bottom. We were, we were in complete control of that game. One, I think we won all up half time. We had a player sent off quite early in that game and it, it completely changed the complexion of the game and it was just like the Alamo but would have would have beaten Wigan that game. Yeah, so that that's kind of been a a reason why we've lost and drawn so many in the last nine. But um the performances have started to pick up over the last two or three games. 
just in time for us. That's yeah, brilliant. Yes. Just while we've got no players because they're all out with hamstring injuries. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. I, I did see Slavin Bilic uh, yeah. having a bit of a uh, moan. Was it on Sky Sports News? Um, he bought, oh, I read an article on it today saying um, he wants a thorough investigation as to why this is happening. Fucking he doesn't right. believe it's all down to luck. Mate, right. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. They're all holding yes. the backs of their legs and walking yeah. off and you're going, again? I, I was at the Norwich game and there was, you know, players just pulling up left, right and centre. And all three. three went down. Three yeah, went down, just, just bizarre. It's just... It's, it's was, was that and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, all during the game. Yeah, all yeah. During the game. yeah, all during the game. It just, it's just really odd. Um, I know I, w- I was talking to a guy the other day and he was saying he was part of uh, Arsenal's academy and they were saying Arsenal had to basically dig up their training ground because mm. where it was... And the way that they'd done it, they'd made the grass really thin. It was basically on concrete, on a, on, on a thing. So they basically had to dig it all up because they were pulling up the front and centre with hamstrings. Really? And now we're only next door to Arsenal. We're next door. We've got we've got Arsenal. Got their old Arsenal, training their, their training oh, ground. Okay. So I'm like, have they moved the fucking concrete next door? Like thrown it over the <laughs> thrown it over the hedge, not in the middle of the night, and not told anyone. Maybe maybe it's cursed concrete. Could be. Could be a voodoo curse. curse. Well, we're we're in a voodoo curse at the moment. We've only got another 500 odd years, I think. 599 years and three months, which is great news. uh, news. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, where we'll be in 599 years, God knows. But Carl's Carl's beard will still be the same colour. But other than that, God knows. (laughs) Um, One of the things, obviously, we've seen is you've made a number of signings in the transfer Mm. window, including Mr. Bowler, who you previously had, sold him to Forest who you beat in the FA Cup. We'll come to that in a minute. And now you've got him back, but you lost people like Corbiano. You've mentioned Jerry Yates. You've had a number of tricky winger types. Corbiano's gone back, hasn't he, I think? We're not having to worry about him. We've just got to worry about Bowler now. Um, Is he he likely to be playing Saturday? Yeah, he's in the reckoning. Whether he's fit or not remains to be to be seen but I wouldn't be surprised to see him start but it's absolutely for, from our perspective it's absolutely brilliant brilliant news that Josh Bowler's come he was our main man before um before we sold him um we were all devastated when he when he left and um yeah if he's if he's fit I'd, I'd expect him to start the game um we've we've also got a lad called Ian Pervade but he calls himself Jan you know he's like premier, premier League type. <laughs> yeah of course yeah. don't ask don't ask yeah yeah <laughs> He's... I'm sorry, can we just have that one more time? That wonderful northern withering phrase of these Premier League types. I like that a lot. <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Yeah, so we've 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 had him on loan all season and apparently he's just been shit for well not shit, but 
a very very flash in the pan you know you get the odd glimpse of genius you know like once once per game for like 30 seconds and he started okay but then got injured and then he'd been completely dropped from the team for we don't know but it was apparently discipline issues where he's turning up to training late all the time and then just paying the fines you know like getting his wad out and going we are whatever and apparently he's had a dressing down from the manager but all that's sorted now and he's 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 played the last sort of three games and he's been an absolute not a world he's been he's been a game game changer for, for our last couple of games he's he's one of those players that you pay to watch really gets you off your seat he's he'll get on the ball and he'll run at players and he'll hassle all game he was actually signed to replace josh bowler apparently um, we've only got him for the season but now we've got two josh bowlers in the team at the same time now so we've got the josh bowler and we've got josh bowler's replacement who <laughs> has been shit but the last three games has been absolutely brilliant yeah it'll be i i really want to go to the game to see them but i do uh, football coaching myself on Saturday morning, so I won't be able to make it down. But yeah, yeah if if they both play, if Bowler plays, um, you could be in for a uh, a bit of a tired afternoon. Oh, good. And what about Yates, who who was uh, who was such a pain in the ass to be quite frank oh, yeah. against us? Yeah, good player, good player. Because he, he's good. been linked, he's been linked with a lot of a lot of clubs, ourselves included. But in fairness, you know, Justin and I have been linked with signing for us, so I wouldn't <laughs> take too much worry about that. Although we are likely to appear in midfield on Saturday, but uh... I'm not, I'm not fucking going if you two are playing. Well, so, all I'm saying is, if I'm in the middle, it'll take them a fucking long time to go around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've felt my hamstring; it feels a bit tight, so I'm tight. out, mate. Yeah, yeah you're I'm out. Yeah. You're in. The Bridge <laughs> Road curse, isn't it? Yeah. The Bridge yeah. Road concrete curse. Oh, it's it. that and the Nigerians. They seem to be cursing us as well. So we're sort of. Well, yeah. I do want to mention something on Vicarage Road, and it'd be remiss of me not to mention this to a Blackpool fan. But one of my all-time favourite games at. <sighs> Was against, Easy. Yeah, it was against was against Blackpool. Was it Lee Lee Clark was your manager then? Does yeah. he know which game you're two referring to? Two nil up at half time, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. two, two nil, two two nil, nil up at half time. Two nil up at half time. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Absolute <laughs> shite. There's people that I know left during that game. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, oh fuck me, I can't I can't watch this shit. And then and then the second half was just bizarre. But yeah, what a game that was. Well if you recall we, that was the game where we bought on a certain Mr. Ben Watson. Ben Watson. And, yeah. and so, suddenly the the whole concept of oh so midfield solidity, you say? Hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> Suddenly, wow! Didn't you have a player who scored four? Didn't you have a player who scored four that game? Odion Igalo, Igalo, including yeah, one right, that yeah. rebounded off his face. I mean, it was it was he knew <laughs> he knew less about it than I do. I mean, put it that way. It just hit him, and he was there. But hey, he was there. He was in the right place. What can you say? I think on that game, and there's a few players where where we've kind of got some shared experiences. Did you have Nyron Noseworthy playing for you in that game? Nyron, I'm sure he was. Well, we were we were an absolute shambles at that season. Um, that was the season uh, when all the protests kicked off at Blackpool, and I think we we only started that season with I think it was fourteen players in the squad, and we couldn't fill a bench at Nottingham Forest on the first day of the season. So we may well have had him. It kind of rings a bell, but we we had like a revolving door of um, waves and strays coming through that season. <laughs> it was like. Uh, possibly it's a, sounds a bit like our management policy fantastic yeah. well at, at, at that point and, and sorry I, I appreciate this this is a preview of saturday it's completely as useless as normal so anybody who's <laughs> listening going my god they're as bad as they were last week this will be no no surprise <laughs> to anyone but you you mentioned there in terms of the people you've had blackpool had to suffer going through the or the oyston family the oyston clan and some people might not know a little bit potted history about the Oyston clan, but they basically make Mike Ashley and the Potso family look like fucking Mother Teresa. <laughs> you had a, you had a, 
And uh, what you say about the roller coaster stuff with them, John, could you just give a real potted um, kind of history of the Oyster family and where you are now with it? Because if we've had one kind of good thing about this, this whole preview nonsense that we do, it's about finding out how clubs are at heart, including clubs who suffered like Coventry and you've suffered like no one, really. Very, very briefly, um, the Oysters bought they bought the club for a pound in the uh, I think it was the late nineties, late eighties. Sorry, and they, they owned it ever since. Um, the, the owner, a uh, chap called Owen Oyston, it basically ran the, ran the club on a shoestring for for God knows how long. He was eventually uh, he's a convicted rapist. You can actually say that as well. Um, he went wow. to jail. Yeah. Um, he he owned a, a modelling agency. He he got very uh, close with some of the models, shall, shall we say? So he went down for I think he was convicted for three and a half years, and then he. His son took over Carl. Carl had zero interest in the football. He actually kind of really didn't want to do it. And he, he ran the, the club on the most ridiculous terms. For example, our players didn't get paid wages in the summer. They got um ninety pounds every two weeks, which is kind of the, the national minimum standard. It's some some weird minimum wage you have to pay people. Um players had to wash their own kit. The cha- training ground never changed from since Stanley Matthews played. He famously they never maintained the pitch. I remember this time in that season under Lee Clark that it was like a cabbage patch before the uh, the game had even started. So obviously there was it was just, it was just constant drip of underinvestment and baiting of fans and the like. So uh, what it what brought everything to a head was the Oysters then started suing their own supporters. Wow. Um, and yeah, so it, it wasn't just one. So there was, there was a big, um, a huge, uh, a big wave of protests started happening against them. They then went onto the message boards. Apparently, they hired uh, private investigators and they were trying to pick out words that people were saying about them. And um, so the, sl- of, slanderous words, slander, yeah, slander, yeah, yeah. D- defamation. So um, Tim, who's on our panel at the podcast, he's actually uh, a local solicitor and uh, he was the leader of, um, I think he was the chairman of the uh, the protest movement, um, the, the Sports Trust and also one called CESA. Now he was like kind of, the, Tim was and is still kind of the figurehead of the sports group. So they made a point of trying to go after him. And I think he'd made a comment. He, he said that illegitimately asset stripping the club. So you've got the the proof in I think in a defamation I'm not a lawyer anything but the proof in a defamation case is on the person who said it. So you've got to prove that they are illegitimate yeah. illegitimate asset stripping the club. Ultimately, what they were convicted of doing. But at the time, um, Tim's been made an example of, and um, it's all ultimately it could have ruined him. He's a local solicitor. Um, they were after in I think hundred thousand pounds, but it wasn't just him. Then they started going after multiple people. Um, one of the guys that ran the website. Um, they went after him. They wanted to the disclosure of all the usernames that were on there so they were looking at people's posts and saying right we want this person's name this person's name and address this person's name and address um and the guy stood stood up to him and said no i'm not giving it you so they went after him they went after a pensioner we're in the playoff final against west ham they sold a load of a block of seats of empty we didn't sell one particular block and it ended up in the hands of west ham fans and they ended up causing a whole load of trouble um, with the home fans and uh, one of our supporters this pensioner i think he posted something like that on his own personal facebook group to like 26 people saying yeah he did this and they somehow got hold of that so they went after him uh frank knight he was called he got sued for 25 grand there must have been seven eight and nine people that they were all going after i mean obviously we were worried at the podcast because we'd obviously been saying things about them and then we're thinking shit are we gonna get sued as well you know these these were like life-changing amounts of money they were, mm. they were coming after and in the background to all that i'll try and keep this brief we had an investor come in called valeri bellicon now he came in i think it was on 2008 nine season and he invested um a small but i think it, was a, it might have been five million into the club and for that i think he got a third of the 
the football club, but the Oysters had then um, separated the ground um, away uh, from the football club. So it was kind of, he was just buying... Buying debt, club. Yeah. So that's one of the shit we thing that they did, they did anyway. And they separated that out into a different company. We had a, a small cash injection of about 4 million. With that, we bought Charlie Adam and a couple of other players. Um, Craig, huh. I remember when Craig Cathcart after. Anyway, we got oh, to the Premier League, go. didn't we? 2010, we yeah. got to the Premier League. Can I just say, if they, you're listening at this point, Rupert, be careful what you wish for. I was going to say, if anybody hasn't been able to hear what John said because of the problem with the audio, that's the repeated clicking of Justin hitting the delete button on the Twitter account, Carol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh That's not the God. arm bit. Go on, no, John, carry on. Continue. No, no, we want no, no. We want... Listen, carry on, because I mean, I'm telling you, we, we get all this, oh, potso out, potso this, potso that. They're like the Chuckle Brothers compared to this. I'll well, the, imagine suing your own supporters. The Oysters are from yeah. the area as well. We got to the Premier League. We went training in Bristol. Um, there was none of this uh, fancy, uh, you know, like trips abroad and everything. We, we we played these tin pot teams throughout the UK on ploughed field pitches. That's, an, that's another story. Is this because Ian Holloway lived there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Where are we going to go pre-season? We had a pre-season in Devon. from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, near me, because I ain't got to travel then. Pre-season in Devon. I spoke to Gary Taylor-Fletcher, one of our ex-players, yeah. and he told yeah, me yeah. He, he had a friendly organised against... It's like a pub team almost, and he said he said they were like flying into them, you know, like two-footing tackle, and the pitch was that bad. One of our players got injured, and he was out for the season. So that, that, anyway, that, that's another that minor, minor thing compared to anything else that they did. Um, right, so the players were, were offered by the Oysters a £5 million bonus pot at the beginning of the, se- the championship season to get promoted to the Premier League. So they obviously thought there's absolutely no chance of us going to the Premier League. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But anyway, we did it. They withheld all those bonus payments to all the players. They were trying to shirk their responsibility of paying the players this five million bonus pot. This is even they were trying to say, "Oh, move it into these um, uh, pension fund. We'll we'll manage it for you in these pension funds, so it's more tax efficient." They were doing absolutely everything they possibly could to not pay out this bonus. Now, and there was an, an even. More ridiculous thing, right? Charlie Adam, uh, when he joined from Rangers, he was our uh, record signing, half a million. He had in his contract a a staying up bonus. So he was going to get 25 grand if we just stayed in the championship, i.e. he didn't get relegated. When we went up, he said, right, you know, obviously I want my 25 grand because we've not got relegated. Now, Carl said, well, that was more to not... 
Yeah, his argument was... Um, you didn't stay in the Championship, you went yeah, to the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. No, you <laughs> laugh, brilliant. You, you laugh, but that was his argument. That's how he was. Fucking hell. Charlie Adam was, he was the, he was the linchpin. He was the, yeah. he was the driving force that got us into the Premier League. Without Charlie Adam, Blackpool wouldn't have gone into the Premier League. Without doubt, he was um, so, such an influential player. Now, imagine going into the, you know, you've got a golden goose there, essentially, haven't you? Um, mm. Same with Holloway. Carl Oyston was prepared to go to court to not pay him this 25 grand. So how do you think that puts Charlie Adams' mindset going into the Premier League season? Anyway, so Charlie took him to court, but he knew it had cost him 25 grand in fees, but he did it just for the, uh, well what's done. the word? Moral, just, to get, moral just to get the what? Yeah, just a moral victory, yeah. A moral yeah. victory, that's it, yeah, the moral yeah. victory. It's, it's not the money, it is the principle. The principle, the principle. that was it, it's yeah. the principle. That just, that blows your mind. That's just, that's just the game. That's just one of the things that they did. Can, so, sorry, John, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. At this point, Craig Cathcart was part of your team, wasn't he? he was part well, of the team that got up there, was he not? No, he wasn't. No, um, oh. Craig Cathcart joined again. This is the in the, the build up to the Premier League. We didn't sign anyone, we had no, we, we signed no players up until uh two days before we played Wigan away on the first game of the season. I think we played Hibs in a pre season friendly and they wiped the floor with us. You know, about it's about five nil. They were singing Premier League, you're having a laugh, Hibs in the pre season friendly. I was like, Christ, they're right. So we're going to get absolutely destroyed. So we'd sign no players. I think it was the day before we played um, Wigan away. Oh, that was another thing. The East Stand got condemned. I don't know if you've ever been to Plume uh, Now, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, this, this, because yeah. they, they had to do so much work on that stadium to get it where it had to be. That's right. So we, we basically had a temporary golf stand yeah. down <laughs> the entire East Side. That was like, it must have been there for 10 years. We called it the Gene Kelly um, scene in the rain. <laughs> So that's what that's what fans had to do when it rained. It was pretty horrific. We had no stand behind the south stand for God knows eight nine years. That made us a bit of a laughing stock as well. He's eventually built that. But again, that's another story. But um, yeah, we had to change our first game of the season from home it was, to it was at Wigan. At, it was at Wigan, wasn't it? The first yeah, one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. On on the day of the game, there's all this news is coming through. I think we signed Marlon Hare. We signed Marlon Harewood. You remember him? Yeah. yeah. We signed um, Craig Cathcart. Steve Basham, he's at Sheffield United now, and um, two or three, four just random foreign players that you'd never heard. And then we turned them over 4-0. And um, we, were on, <laughs> we, were on, we were on top of the Premier League for uh, three or four hours. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. But during that season, it it came out that, was it, was it the season after? I think it came out in the accounts that Owen Oyston had given himself a, a 10 million 10 million pound director's dividend, which is still to this day, it's the highest payment ever in UK sport for that kind of a dividend payment. I think that Stan Kroenke Arsenal takes like two, three million. And there was, again, there was just a ridiculous chronic underinvestment in the team. We were we were crying out for um, a goalie because our main goalie got injured and we could have signed Shea Given for... I think we only had to pay his wages, which was like 50 grand a week, but they refused to do that anyway. And we got Richard Kingston, the keeper from Ghana, and he was an absolute clown. Anyway, long story short, we got relegated at United last day of the season. Last day um, of the season, yeah. Yeah, we went, we went down on 39 points, which is normally it's well 11 is times that, out of 12 is that still the record up. as well i think i think yeah, that's the yeah. high, highest amount of points yeah. yeah to go down on yeah so we just needed a tiny bit of investment in the team it wasn't forthcoming so we went relegated and then it then it broke all these payments that we were, they were taking out of the club again they were just making out it was for good tax planning purposes you know it's still in the club and then there was just kind of a we obviously went to west ham nearly beat them and then there was a, a managed decline after that then when people were 
were starting asking questions about this money and where, is, where it's all going, their asset stripping the club. This is all at the same time, the Premier League payments, they were pocket, they were pocketing all those as well. Um, there was absolutely no investment in, um, I think it was 18 million, 18 million, 9 million, 9 million. We didn't see any of it, nothing. The, the training ground was still an absolute disgrace. The pitch was an absolute disgrace. So we thought um, getting to the Premier League, it'll change the club forever. You know, 90 million quid. Yeah. Um, how, how can it not? We we just wanted a, a new stand building, maybe the, the training ground upgrading, and then a half decent squad to compete in the championship. They were they were openly mocking the fans as well. We were having a, a tennis ball protest once um, against Burnley, and um, everyone threw in tennis balls onto the pitch on fifty three minutes to kind of make a point. And um, Carl's turned up with his with his two kids on the uh, in the director's box, and they're waving tennis bats around a pair of them. <sighs> Um, he's, we had an Oyston, Oyston's cash cow banner on one of those lorries that you drive around the town. And you know, that parked outside the ground. Carl's seen it. He's he's gone outside, but his son, he's, he's take, got his son to take a picture of him smiling and laughing in front of it. Sam Oyston, his son, he, he also sued another guy that we know called Andy Grice for just saying something on Twitter. He sued him. Also, Sam Oyston was pictured. That's Carl's son he's another he's another one he regularly took money out of the club he was running the hotel and he him and his friend um they had like a, a bed full of 20 pound notes and um his friend took a picture of sam lying in it and he said that's where the 90 million's gone put it out on twitter for everyone to see um yeah. i could go I, I could just go on oh, and on and God. on i mean uh, it, I, I, no, I think you've done a, a beautiful job of, of sending it there i mean first of all uh, football league if you're listening fit and proper persons test exactly but well, sake but, but convicted rapist running a football club. But so we said that to them, but it wasn't retrospective because the conviction had happened before that law came in. Law came in. Oh, well, that makes it perfectly acceptable. Oh, exactly. So that makes it all right, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so just very, very quickly, I know this is going on, but he's going to get he's going to get me on FIFA or the FA in a second, and I'll go off on one. You, you don't you don't know what this might happen. I turn green and all sorts of things. <laughs> so we will start boycotting. So Blackpool fans, the only thing we could do, we started up a, a campaign called. Um, not a penny more so we all took the very hard decision to starve the club of funds so we all stopped going to home games everyone stopped going for three to four i think it was nearly five years to starve them of funds and there was a massive protest going against we were going up against their businesses in the town um all sorts was going on against they had a big estate agency people were going going around smashing the signs going into the agencies posting letters through people's doors saying why are you selling your houses through this lot um but the ultimate thing that got them was um valeri bellicon now he was the latvian investor that i talked mm -hmm. about earlier mm -hmm. he's not from the area but he was he wanted all the premier league money he wanted the parachute payments reinvested into the playing staff and the club and they completely froze him out even though he was um i think he was a 30 percent shareholder something like that but they hold most of the shares so they froze him out and he was obviously entitled to 30 percent of the 90 million and didn't give it him so he then has has he's taken an action against them um he instructed one of the, the kind of the best legal firms in in london if not the world called clifford chance mm -hmm. now they went after him so they he instructed they, this guy runs a, a, a bank in latvia connections to the russians and all that he's not the kind of guy you want to mess with to be honest mm -mm. But he was um he owned a big bank, so he had the pockets to go after them legally, and he did. And the judge eventually he's been presented with all the evidence, and he was an Arsenal fan actually. The the judge called Sir Judge uh, Marcus Smith. And everyone says peace be upon upon him every time his name is mentioned. <laughs> so he, he he's like a, a god to Blackpool fans. And anyway, and he came out with this judgment. It was illegitimate. He convicted the Oysters of illegitimately asset stripping um, Blackpool Football Club, the holding company, um, for him to not pay Valeri what he was due. And he, he made a judgment of 32 million against them and that ruined them. 
so they had to sell the club. They didn't have that kind of money. They had to sell the club, the ground. So we went into administration. Um, and luckily, um, the receivers, they found um, Simon Sadler, who's our current chairman, sorry, owner. Um, and he's a guy from Blackpool and he runs a big hedge fund out in um, Hong Kong. He took over the club in 2019. But yeah, it was it was a, it was, it was a horrible time, really. Uh, for, imagine four years of not watching your club because of these complete and utter bastards doing what they're doing and suing their own fans. But they, they ultimately they got to come up and in the end. But, um, we had no help whatsoever from the football authorities authorities and if it wasn't for Larry Bellacon having the pockets kind of take them on in the in the courts of the land we'd possibly still be with them I often look back to the the playoff final when we played West Ham so we went down got to the playoff finals we got beat by West Ham 2-1 in that final um we should have won the game we were the better team but I, I always look back on that now and think if we'd have won that if we'd have won that game they'd have, we'd have gone back up they've added another they, 45 million they would have still been there yeah yeah, yeah so. you're right yeah yeah it happened it happened for a reason yeah, exactly. That's where wow. we are now, anyway. So, we're, oh, wow. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, that, not that, a lot of people know the story. It's, big, puts, it's unbelievable, um, isn't it? It's that unbelievable. Put, that puts our um, relationship with our owners into a little bit of perspective, I think. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of what's happening, but if you ever want to read about the story, um, one of our fans has written um, a book, and it's called "How Not to Run a Football Club." So, um, <laughs> oh, by, cool. so uh, by a, a lad called Nathan Fogg. It's a really good read. You'll you'll read it, and you'll think if you think you're not a Blackpool fan, but uh, any kind of football fan will read this and think, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, it's just unbelievable. And you you mentioned earlier on Stanley Matthews, right? I mean Blackpool. It, its history is genuinely glorious, you know. It, First ever Ballon d'Or. We've got a Ballon d'Or winner. And to treat something like that, an institution like that, Football Association, fucking shame on you. I'll stop there because you know what it's like if I don't apply the break now. We haven't now. got all apart, night, Peter. Yeah. Uh, apart, no, no. From, apart from what they did to Luton, I, I give the, I doff my cap to them. No, <laughs> I think that personally fucking I think that scandalous, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but there we are. Anyway, welcome. You're listening to the opening Pandora's Box podcast. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's think of some happier things. Let's think of some happier The reason I asked about Craig Cathcart was because we had a similar problem with bonuses and commitments not being fulfilled after the 2019 FA Cup final, uh, which has seen our, you know, a lot of people have seen as the kind of pivot point where our, our fortunes have dipped somewhat. And I thought, oh my, oh my God, I hope Craig Cathcart hasn't been done not once but twice. Fortunately, just the once. That's the one. What are your memories of, of Mr. Craig Cathcart? Because he's been with us for a long yeah. time, but we, we, we brought him back from you. Is he well remembered? Yeah, um, you had a good bit of business getting him for free, didn't you? Just a sad. He's, so, he's been a faithful old servant and, yeah, and yeah. much, much underappreciated at times. Mm. But you see, yeah, I think we signed him for about one point three million, which again was unheard of for us to play to pay a million for a player. Um, we got him from Man United. He was very young. He was only twenty-one at the time. We, I think he scored. Yeah, he did. He scored against United. Ironically, we were two up against them at home. Um, Peter Walton was the ref. We had a Stonewall penalty to make it 3-0. Didn't give it. I think Fergie brought on the uh, the big guns, brought uh, Ryan Giggs on and uh, Berbatov, and they just completely turned it around. So, um, yeah. But yeah, um, Craig Cathcart, he was decent. Yeah, he was a, he was a good player. Um, I think we had him one season in the championship as well. We also have a few others that I thought I'd just... Uh, and I and I, apologies if you, if you don't go this far back. Do you recall David Bardsley? Yes, um, I do, yeah. Um, First or second... Um, <laughs> I'm just a bit young. I'm too young to see him first time round, but I saw him um, second time. Second time, obviously, wasn't as good. He had like a funny twitch, didn't he? Like, uh, did he? His neck. Yeah, <laughs> not a twitch, but he kind of played with his head bent. Yeah, I remember him. But, um, by, by that time, probably. He was probably about <laughs> Probably headed too many balls, but um, yeah, he was well regarded. Um, as was um, Rob Edwards, actually. He was part of our promotion winning side. Mm. 
next. <laughs> he's, he's managing the other lot at the moment. So we is this your tumbleweed, anybody? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yes. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, uh, you know, opinions are divided. No, normally, on the uh, Hertfordshire Bedfordshire border is the dividing <laughs> which, line. Which fine. month? Which month did he manage you in? Uh, good question. You have a different manager. Every it was August, great question. August and September twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. He got go. a long <laughs> service medal halfway through September, <laughs> and then we sacked him. That's that's what happens. It's part. I bet you're a wiki. I bet you're a Wikipedia page has crashed, doesn't it? Um, it can't take all the, uh, the data. It's, no, you can't, the you can't add anything now. The manager <laughs> section has its own page. You're kind of just self-updating it. It's just so much easier. <laughs> another another player who is an app, I believe, but tell me if I'm wrong, I think he's a legend up at, up at Blackpool, was only with us for a short while, but still has a connection to Watford, Mr. Dave Bamber. Oh, who, yes. Who, yeah. we, oh, yeah. who, who we signed. I think he was with you. He went to Swindon. We picked him up. He only played about 20-odd games. And most people thought... Oh, he's doing quite well, and then he kind of he, he moved off again. But we've watched him because he's the I think he's the father-in-law of, of Daniel Backman, our goalkeeper. Is so he really? He's, he's he is. Really. Yeah. So there. yeah. So his his wife is is obviously Dave Bamber's daughter. Yeah. She's um she's from Blackpool as well. Yeah. And, and I think he's a local. He's, he's a local businessman, and he's he's, he's scored about, about three thousand goals for Blackpool. If I remember. Oh right. yeah, um, Zico Bamba. He's uh, ironically <laughs> called it. Yeah. It's an ironic gate name because obviously he didn't have a similar gate to Zico or skills. But um, yeah, I think he scored 39 goals one season. Bloody hell. Um, when, when I was growing up, I must have been 15 or 16. And yeah, he's, he's literally scored every game, pretty much every game. I remember seeing an interview with him. He said, I expect to score every game. He did around that time. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a cult hero, actually. Dave Bamba played for us twice. He, he didn't yeah. do that for us, I have to say. I don't remember oh, him scoring. No. <laughs> I thought he was okay. I mean, he only played as a a certain amount of games, but he was played in the late 80s alongside Paul Wilkinson, and they made a good play for the greatest mulleted partnership up front yes. ever. Because, because if they had a neck, nobody ever saw it from behind. It was, it was, it looked German-tastic, so it did. Yeah. Oh, um, we've just signed a, a German today. I can't remember has ever, ever signed a German player. We've been crying out for a, um, a central defensive midfield player. We've signed this um, right-back from Ireland called Andy Lyons um, from Shamrock Rovers. Now, he's brilliant. We've not had a right-back all season. He's just joined very good player um the player that was playing right blacks called callum Connolly. he was going to go and play in this central defensive midfield role against you obviously he got sent off at the last game so he won't be playing <laughs> right <laughs> okay okay uh, but well, we've you, signed a, we've signed a german apparently today so he may very well start in a cdm do, role do you know anything about him other than the fact that he's a german that's <laughs> what the more do you need to know what more do you need to know german <laughs> do you, do you know what his name is Tom Tribal. Beautiful has, German name. That has cult that has cult status written all yeah, over it. it. Does, I'm, liking, yeah. I'm liking that very, very um, much. He's indeed. quite a Norwich. They're, they're very quite highly regarded at Norwich, apparently. So all we're saying is if you are intent on playing midfielders in the middle of the park, and it's not something that we <laughs> encourage here at Watford, they they better look after their hamstrings because uh, you know the old the old cursed concrete will get them. This is Ronnie Rosenthal speaking, and you are listening to do not scratch your eyes. On that that whimsical note, I think we should get to where the, where the rubber hits the road. Predictions for this coming week, because, John, you don't know it, but we have been running the shittest prediction league since prediction leagues were first come up with somewhere around August, I think it was. And at the moment, uh, Carl and, uh, and Justin are basically vying to try to be really, really crap. But each week when we bring somebody on, they represent the EFL and make a prediction. At, at the moment, at the moment, Justin is ahead by one. 
simply Aww. because you did actually go for for the win last time uh, the last time we won and it was uh, it just keeps you in front Carlos Aww. is in second place and the EFL are behind now you already get the opportunity to go first because you are our guest here John but what would be your forecast Saturday Vicarage Road Watford Blackpool what do you think the score line well no- normally I'm quite pessimistic with my um, match predictions however don't be don't be yeah you, you, you've got a German and everything yeah we've got, we've got a big fucking German <laughs> oh, that's Point the song. Yeah, we, the didn't, Arsenal we didn't song, know that about the German before. Now we know he's big and fucking. That's great. Excellent. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I've seen a highlights reel of him today and it's just him two-footing people and smashing oh, the opposition out of that's the way. He's, so. he's worth a bet on a red card. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We better tell him about our red card curse, haven't we? Um, the reintroduction of Josh Bowler, Jan Paveda on form and Jerry Yates starting to get back amongst the goals and playing his correct position, which is um, number nine and not out of the wing where he has been playing. I fancy us at the weekend and you're, you've got tons of injuries haven't you and your top scorer is out what's his name Jail Pedro yeah Pedro he's out isn't he he is yeah yeah but let's not let's not forget also you know Keenan Davis and everybody else who's got limbs up front as well I think we've got about five forwards <laughs> out as well so yeah the club right, the club he's on a low scoring from Watford but never mind I'll go for a 2-1 win to Blackpool to Jerry Yates two and Josh Bowler scoring. Oh, he's oh, even give us scorers. Bloody hell. You know, we didn't think we were going to get detail. We just thought we were going to be left with Germans. But now with, we know big with, fucking, uh, we know the goal scorers. Big, big fucking German with the assist. Yeah, and Dave Dave Bamber's son-in-law <laughs> scoring with a punt all the way down the pitch and it bounces <laughs> off the uh, a bit of the cursed concrete as uh, I got into the stadium. So I hit I'd, that and goes over our goalie in. I'd love it if this happened. This if this fantastic. actually happened, I might just stop. Yeah, I'm just like, give well, up. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah, just you stop. might just stop. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Yeah. You're, you're going with John's minimalist approach. I'm just going to use the word stop and I'll, I'll elaborate on it later. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. That'd be excellent. Carl, we need you. We need your forecast then. Two uh, one to Blackpool has gone. Yeah. You can't predict something that somebody's chosen before. I, I've got. To, I've got to agree with John. I can't see what the fuck we're going to do on Saturday. I know we've got uh, possibly Kone in, unless he's pulled his hamstring during the week. Our possibly. New, he's our, got to be. <laughs> stupid teeth, stupid hair, Brazilian won't be around. We um, have. We are one signing. We have signed basically. If if somebody in Spain or Brazil ever puts on like an equivalent of EastEnders, we've got the perfect person to play Pat Butcher. <laughs> Unfortunately, he can't play. We don't think on Saturday. Trust me. We're he, definitely. We're definitely getting sued for that comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but which one by? That's the question. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we're uh, um, so we we haven't got anybody. So I, I I'll be honest with you. I'm actually going to go for uh, Watford nil Blackpool two. Bloody oh, hell, John likes this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I just can't see it, gents. I'm sorry. You definitely want me on your podcast on Friday, John. <laughs> as long as you've got the kiss me quick hat. Yeah, I, you're in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in, mate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is price of entry. Excellent. Justin, one all is available, but I doubt very much if you're feeling the, the giddy heights of one all. What are you thinking? We haven't scored apart from that one goal against Norwich, have we? The Crow. So it's going to be low scoring from us. Uh, let's, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do it. Let's go 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Let's oh, go. There we go, everybody. Let's go. Like one, one. It's like a cup of cold, a cup of warm milk for everybody, you know, and a biscuit. It's a nice, comforting feeling. An open fire, no. slippers. No, it's a cup of cold all, sick. We, we can all sit back and watch Ellie Stenders on Brazilian TV. <laughs> yes. Excellent. It's going to be 1-1. One, one. I mean, we haven't had a draw, have we, for a while? 
Yeah, let's go 1-1. One, one. We've got no ape. We've got no ape. I, I, honestly. Nil-nil against uh, Hull. I hope I one. get arrested before the game and I don't have to watch it. Uh, honestly, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. I've got to say, I'm not looking forward to it. The last few I games think Blackpool been... will batter us. I, I, I'll tell you this now. Blackpool will come and do exactly what Millwall did. And they'll they'll just they'll just out-muscle us everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they did it. They You did it. You did the... the it was the perfect game plan at, at your place. And then, yeah, I just can't... I'm, fucking dreading it I've got to be oh, do you know what I couldn't even tell you who we're going to put out at this stage I wouldn't even know what the team's going to look like I, I just ain't got a clue All right, well that Dan Backman might not even play because you know because he's not 100% fit he's carrying injuries mm. uh, literally you know maybe Kone is probably the only player that I could stick on the you know in the middle yeah. like that Yeah. and I saw I saw, I saw him against Reading looks a good player I think people are probably overhyping him a little bit for me I'd like to see how he settles in the championship. He's very young still, um, isn't he? He's very young. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't played a lot of football. You know, mm. I think the championship could be go one or two ways for him. It could be a, either a bit of a culture shock and he shits himself. It's not literally. <laughs> or or, it, or he'll just go a duck to water and, and, and get on with it. But it, the, the signings, and I'm sorry to rant on, John, but I'm going to say it. The, the signings that we're, we're making and people have, have come on Twitter this week... They're just not good enough. They're just not what we need. We need to fucking bodies in there that can be given a shirt at the door and say, right, out you go, go and do a job. And mm. I just I just don't think it's happening. We no. Dan Gosling, I see, injured. Oh, we had him as God. well for a bit. Oh, did He's you? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Dan's the sort, Dan's sort of player we need. Yeah, he, he stands up and, and he's counted when you ask him to be Dan Gosling. He's, he's been one of those players that you just kind of, you go, well, we'll chuck Dan on and you go, bloody hell, he's actually a really good player. And then you start by him and you go, get him off. Well, there he is. Get him fucking off. Tom Cleverly. Oh, he's Tom, yeah, going? he's knackered and all, yeah. He well, no, he's, he's like an old Ford Fiesta that hasn't had an oil service for a while. He's just... <laughs> It's a bit more than that. Sitting at the side <laughs> somewhere, yeah. He's like a cut and shut these days, Tom Cleverly. He's <laughs> fucking finished, mate. Yeah. Well, where, whereas well, car references you, you are available. Gosling stands up. He doesn't because he's got a plaster cast on at the moment. <laughs> yes. As is as is Tom. No, they 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 were at the uh, they were at the setting the, the the trends for the season of being basically injured in midfield. Although Dan Gosling was getting played at right back, and then when we our last kind of uh, win was against uh, was against Norwich, and we played the right back in midfield, mm. and it was like. They actually both look better in those different he positions. Was but just keep he was excellent. He was excellent as well. Yeah. He was, absolutely. And it, uh, we'd just like to say a, a, a quick thank you to the sponsors of both Do Not Scratch Your Eyes and Seaside Podcast, the Samaritans. Uh, just basically <laughs> keep, keeping keeping the spirits up of all of these perpetually happy football fans. The championship, you can't beat it. Christ, it's yeah. like the premiership, but a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. John, thank you very much for a, well, eye-opening uh, account of Blackpool. Um, you wasn't expecting all that, were you? It's just no. going to be a football, <laughs> I, I, a football game. I thought it was all going to be roller coasters and towers, but <laughs> I was, I'm blown away. Yeah, yeah, blown away. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season, and, uh, apart from Saturday, of course. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. It's been an, it's been ab- yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a good chat. Us too. Stuff. Thank you very much for coming on. Wonderful Cheers, stuff. John. Cheers, John. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.